0: Welcome to the PBL Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. Your host here, Eve Vander Vliet with his trusted canine sidekick, Woody, where we bring you the news raw, unfiltered, and with no chaser. And welcome to another segment of the PBL Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. Eve Vander Vliet here with his canine co-host, Woody. And we just finished a segment talking about the debate last night. And if you have not watched the debate, I do recommend watch the debate. It is a fantastic, just for the entertainment value of it. Trump was spot on. He was classic Trump. Uh, He was just, did an amazing job. And you will see the contrast between his two candidates. So if you are one of the four left undecided voters, then it may help you make a decision. But if you are on the right or the left, you're voting for your candidate either way. It is a margin selection. But the story that broke last week the hunter biden laptop you know, i guess let's call it biden or hunter gate the hunter gate story that is exploding right now the left is wanting to ignore this they do not want this to get out they want to suppress it until biden can get across the finish line the mainstream media is doing everything and anything they can to keep you from hearing about this story, but no more can they keep it under wraps. Yesterday, before the debate, President Trump had former business partner to Hunter Biden, Tony Babaluski. He he did a statement in front of the press. It wasn't a presser. He didn't take questions, but he did a statement. If you hadn't seen it, but honestly, if you're not watching Fox News, you didn't see it. And I'm not a, I don't watch Fox News. I, I, you know, that canard that only the right people on the right conservatives, all they do is watch Fox News. I don't, I don't watch Fox News. Uh, I'm, I flip through all of the channels because I like to have a balanced uh, opinion of everything. I like to watch what the other side's doing. I'm a conservative through and through, I'm a lib- registered libertarian. So that canard of watching Fox News needs to be put to bed. But Fox News does report things the other networks do not. For example, where that that statement that Tody Bomaluski read was played on Fox News, but it was not played on CNN. It was not played on MSNBC. And of course, the Alphabet Soup media, news stations, ABC, CBS, NBC, they didn't play it either. So, and it was uh, damning to say the least. Now, let me do a little backstory that I'm going to play. It's a long clip. So I do apologize that in front, but it's important to hear all of what Mr. Babaluski says, because he's not some unwitting business partner with Hunter Biden. In fact, he was an uh, unwilling business partner, and I'm gonna explain that. Kimberly Stossel did a phenomenal piece in Wall Street Journal uh, that was released either yesterday or today. I'm gonna pull some highlights out of that. So Mr. Babaluski wasn't just some rube. He wasn't some sleazy business partner uh, with Hunter Biden. Now, Hunter Biden had those. One of them's in jail and the other is probably going to go to jail. But this guy, he wasn't part of that. So here's what you've got in the Hunter Biden scandal, Hunter Gate going on right now. You've got uh, Tony Babaluski coming out and refuting some of what Joe Biden's people are saying, and corroborating what is on the laptop, a lot of those emails back and forth. You've got a guy, Coney, I think he's his last name, who's in prison, who also flipped. He was one of the co-conspirators with Hunter Biden in several schemes, and he's in jail for that. He has partnered with two uh, journalists and gave them his Gmail passcode, and they have 26,000 emails, and he has corroborated some of what we have seen come out of Hunter Biden's laptop as well. So you got two former business partner, but I think this Tony Babaluski one is the one that's going to blow it up and take the lid off. So Trump, has Mr. Babaluski give this statement or the Trump campaign or Rudy Giuliani, whoever it was, doesn't matter who it was. We know it came out of whoever they support Trump right before the debate. The guy gives this statement right before the debate. Now the moderator, she didn't ask about it, but if you listen to the debate, and and Trump didn't bring up Mr. Babaluski's name, but if you listen to the the debate, Trump starts bringing it up. He starts hinting to all of this. So now people, millions of people, Could be 70 million, could be 80 million people watch the debate. Now we're starting to see part of the story. And some people are going to start questioning this. Now, the here's my biggest fear right now. 40, over 40 million people have already voted. Maybe 46 million, I think is the number I saw. 46, 48, I'm not really exactly sure, but we know it's a, a lot of people. That's a large chunk of the electorate. That's a large chunk of actual voters, about 190 or 160 million, 165 million on average vote in the election. So if we already got 40 plus million that have already voted, then uh, there is a concern there. There's a concern that they they may not have seen. They didn't, they didn't get this story. So, you know, there's, there's some who say it should have come out earlier. Maybe it should have. Maybe. I don't know. But it's out. It's coming out. And it's 11 days before an election. So it's going to sway some people. You know, maybe it'll sway some people just to not vote. Maybe it'll motivate some others to vote. This is a base election. But I want to play. This Tony Bobolitsky clip. again, it's a seven minute clip, but I think it's important to hear. and then we'll, um, then we'll go over some of the details, but listen to what he has to say. Now, I'm going to leave the banter. Before, so there'll be a little bit of silence if you're listening to this on audio. If you're watching this, you, you just you'll see. I, I want you to just see this in its raw form and hear it in its raw form. So the, the stage for you listening on audio is he enters into what looks like a ballroom, small meeting room at a hotel type thing, and the press is there. And then at the end, they try to ask him some questions. So uh, I'm gonna, I'm playing this in its entirety without any edits. And without trying to cut any part of it out. So listen to this.
1: Good evening. My name is Tony Bobolinski. I served as a Lieutenant in the United States Navy with high security clearance. My father and grandfather both served for decades in our country's armed forces. Since leaving the Navy, I've been involved in various successful businesses, both in this country and abroad. I'm making the statement to set the record straight about the involvement of the Biden family, Vice President Biden, his brother Jim Biden, and his son Hunter Biden in dealings with the Chinese. I've heard Joe Biden say that he's never discussed business with Hunter. That is false. I have firsthand knowledge about this because I directly dealt with the Biden family, including Joe Biden. I have also heard that Vice President Biden said on Tuesday that Senator Ron Johnson, the chair of the Senate Homeland Security Committee, should be ashamed for suggesting that Biden family sought to profit from their name. Well, here are the facts I know, and everything I'm saying is corroborated by emails, WhatsApp chats, agreements, documents, and other evidence. And the American people can judge for themselves. I brought, I guess, for record, three phones that spanned the years 2015 through 2018, These phones have never been held by anybody else besides myself. I was told this past Sunday by somebody who was also involved in this matter that if I went public this information, it would bury all of us, man, the Bidens included. I have no wish to bury anyone. I've never been political. The few contributions I have made have been to Democrats. But what I am is a patriot and a veteran to protect my family name and my business reputation, I need to ensure that the true facts are out there. In late 2015, I was approached by James Gillier, whom I had known for many years, about joining him in a deal which he said would involve the Chinese state-owned enterprise, CFC China Energy, and what he called one of the most prominent families in the United States. I was informed first by Gillier and then by Hunter Biden, and by Rob Walker, who was working with the Bidens, that the Bidens wanted to form a new entity with CFC, which was to invest in infrastructure, real estate, and technology in the U.S. and around the world. And the entity would initially be capitalized with $10 million, and then grow to billions of dollars of investment capital. After months of discussion, I agreed at Gilear and Hunter Biden's request to become CEO of the entity to be called Sinohawk. Sino representing the Chinese side, hawk representing Hunter Biden's brother Bo's favorite animal. And between February and May 2017, we exchanged numerous emails, documents, and WhatsApp messages concerning Sinohawk and its potential business. On May 2nd, 2017, the night before Joe Biden was to appear at the Milken Conference, I was introduced to Joe Biden by Jim Biden and Hunter Biden. At at my approximately hour-long meeting with Joe that night, we discussed the Biden's history, the Biden's family business plans with the Chinese, with which he was plainly familiar, at least at a high level. After that meeting, I had numerous communications with Hunter, Walker, Gilliard, and Jim Biden regarding the allocation of the equity ownership of Sinaloa. On May 13, 2017, I received an email concerning allocation of equity, which says 10% held by H for the big guy. In that email, there's no question that H stands for Hunter, big guy for his father, Joe Biden, and Jim for Jim Biden. In fact, Hunter often referred to his father as the big guy or my chairman. On numerous occasions, it was made clear to me that Joe Biden's involvement was not to be mentioned in writing, but only face to face. In fact, I was advised by Gillian and Walker that Hunter and Jim Biden were paranoid about keeping Joe Biden's involvement secret. I also had a disagreement with Hunter about the funds CSC was contributing to Sinohawk. Hunter wanted five million of those funds to go to himself and his family. So he wanted the funds wired directly to an entity affiliated with him. I objected because that was contrary to our written agreements concerning Sinohawk. He said, referring to the chairman, his father, that CFC was really investing in the Biden family, that he held the Trump card, and that he was the one putting his family legacy on the line. He also said to me on May 17, 2017, that CFC wanted to be my partner, to be partner with the Bidens. During these negotiations, I repeated to Hunter and others that Sinohawk could not be Hunter's personal piggy bank. And I demanded that proper corporate governance procedures be implemented for capital distributions. Hunter became very upset with me. CFC through, two, through July 2017 was assuring me the funds would be transferred to Sinohawk, but they were never sent to our company. Instead, I found out from Senator Johnson's September report that the $5 million was sent in August, 2017 to entities affiliated with Hunter. Tomorrow, I will be meeting with the Senate committee members concerning this matter. And I will be providing to the FBI the devices which contain the evidence corroborating what I have said. So I will not be taking any questions at this time. I will not be taking questions at this time. The evidence sits on these three phones. I don't want to go into anything any further. Uh, this will all be discussed with uh, Senator Johnson and his committee, and the American people can decide what's back. Thank you. I Thank you.
0: So there you have it. Um, some pretty powerful stuff. One thing I want to make note of: uh, if you listen to the questions that the reporters were yelling out, remember he said he's not going to take any questions, but the reporters like one reporter asked, "Is there? Uh, can they tell us more about the evidence?" Then he mentioned that they're on those three phones. And again, if you're listening to the audio, he set those three phones on a chair there. That that was a good question from the press. But then, who paid for your expenses and travel? Who co- who uh, coached you on this now that's not verbatim what they said but who advised you on it and then did Rudy Giuliani have see the Rudy Giuliani have anything to do with this Uh, you see the questions that the press are asking they want to know who paid for him to be there they want to know about Rudy Giuliani's involvement but they don't want to know about what he just said, they they don't want to know that. No, they want to tie this into some kind of Russian disinformation campaign yet again, because that's all they got on this. And that's what, or that's how they're trying to frame this, because this is damning, if true. Now, uh, Tony Bobolitsky's involvement in this, you know, when I first read about his his name popped up and I read it I thought it was just another one of Hunter Biden's sleazy business partners with all due respect to his sleazy business partners but it's not in fact Kimberly Stossel does uh has an article in the Wall Street Journal and does just a phenomenal job at kind of painting this all But now Kimberly Stossel not one of those alt-leaning alt-right-leaning reporters, right? This is a, this is like a legitimate porter writing for the Wall Street Journal. You see, this is starting, what's starting to happen here. What's starting to happen, it's starting to get into the mainstream media. This, we had 11 days of the election. Is it, is it too late? Is, did, should have this come out sooner? I don't know. I'm I'm not going to be the strategist on this one because, you know, it's out, it's coming out. The fear is that, 40-some million have already voted, and they're not seeing this. And if it's a base election, the base is going to come out no matter what. Will this motivate more to come out, or or will this motivate some to sit it out? But this is damning stuff, if true, if true. Now, Tony Babalinsky again, if you read Kimberly Stossel's piece, it's the Biden family legacy. And again, I'll put this into the show notes. Uh, What we learned from the text messages of Hunter Biden's partner, Tony Bobulinski. Uh, Joe Biden has a problem. This is from her article. Joe Biden has a problem and his name is Hunter because the former vice president hasn't had to answer any questions on this topic and continue to refuse to do so at Thursday's debate. The problem soon, could soon become America's. And she's so right on that. I mean, if, he, if Biden gets elected, this is so damning. This could be so explosive that it could lead to impeachment. But that's what some are saying. But here's the thing about that, is if the, if the House is controlled by the Democrats, which in all likelihood right now, it looks like, I mean, there's a possibility that the Democrats will even gain more seats in the House. The Republicans, I believe, need 21 seats to win the House back, 21 or 22, maybe a little more. I know it's in the 20s. If, if the Democrats hold the House and Biden is elected, there will be no impeachment. I know some are gonna say that, and I've already heard some pundits say that, he'll be impeached right afterwards. No, they won't, no, he won't. Um, the pressure will mount so big that he'll probably step down, but the House will not move to impeach Joe Biden if it's ran by the Democrats, they just won't. Uh, that's, they, they, they have no honor. So put that away put it in a shelf, bury it in the backyard. The House will not impeach Joe Biden if he becomes elective. And this story keeps coming. And this story will keep coming out, by the way. So if the Republicans win the House, by chance, slim. There's a, and, you know, slim to none. And uh, what's the old saying? Slim just left the room. So if the, if the Republicans win the House and Biden is elected, uh, this is possibly impeachable stuff, maybe. I don't know. I'm not a scholar on this. No, I'm not a legal, legal eagle on this because if, if he did do it in his capacity as vice president, but he's no longer vice president, he's now a private citizen, and then he, becomes ele- he gets elected president. Can he be held accountable for that? I don't know. I don't know. More is going to come out. But Kimberly Stossel goes into a lot of detail, some of what Bobolinsky just said. Uh, but, you know, she said in a statement, Mr. Bobolinsky said he went public because he wants to clear his name. So some are saying on the left that this is a BS story because Bobolinsky hasn't come out yet. He's been sitting on it. Why is he sat on it all this time? Well, he's in the news now, so his name is in the news. So he's coming out. Why didn't he come out before? Good question. He'll, he she should take some heat for that. If he knew this and Joe Biden's running for president, why didn't he come out before? He needs to take some heat on that, no doubt. If he's a patriot, as he says. But he's also, you know, he's given money to Democrats, as he said, as well. But if he did not, if he would have came out a long time ago on this before the laptop was even found, what would have happened? He would have had to produce credible evidence. And he's got those three phones. So, therefore, he's got it. The media would do whatever they can to squash the story. I, you know, he's in a tough position. Now, he, he had a decision before all this came out, before the laptop came out. He knew this. Biden's running for president. He knew all of this, and he, he had a difficult decision to make. Do I enter in the realm of the public, the media, the politics, or do I just go on being an uh, average citizen, a private citizen? And he obviously chose to be a private citizen and not put himself in the spotlight. I can respect that. What he's about to go through is going to be pretty tough oh now now he doesn't have a decision his decision is does he let his name be maligned now his name's out there now his decision is do i speak come forward or do i let the left tear me apart so i think now he's making the right decision so this has complications for the biden campaign obviously um what we he's speaking with The legislators, uh, what body, I forget what he said, who he's speaking with Johnson today, and there'll be more information coming out. This is just the beginning of this. But from Stossel's piece, there's a lot in here. I'm not gonna read the whole thing. Mr. Bobulinski's text messages show he was recruited for the project by James Gillier, a hunter associate. Mr. Gillier explains in a December 2015 text that there will be a deal between the Chinese and one of the most prominent families from the US. A month later, he introduces Rob Walker, also a partner of Biden. In March 2016, Mr. Gillier tells Mr. Bobulinski, the Chinese entity is CEFC which is shaping up to be the Goldman's of China. Mr. Gilliar promises that same month to develop the terms of the deal with Hunter. Note that in 2015, 2016, Joe Biden was still vice president. So Bobolinsky was brought into this. He wasn't an associate of Hunter Biden's prior to this. And this, the piece from Kimberly Stasso does go on to say that um, Bobolinsky was concerned about that. Uh, He was concerned. Mr. Gillian, um, let's see. uh, As the deal takes shape in 2017, Mr. Bobolinsky begins to question what Hunter will contribute besides his name and worries that he was kicked out of the U.S. Navy for cocaine use. Remember, Bobolinsky came out of the Navy. Mr. Gillian acknowledges skill sets missing and observes that hunter has a few demons he explains that in brand hunter is imperative but right now he's not essential for adding input mr Bobolinsky writes that he appreciates the name leverage being used but thinks the economic upside should go to the team doing the actual work mr gilliam r- reminds him that those on the chinese side are intelligent so they understand the value added the value added being the biden name This, I mean, this story from Kimberly Stossel is explosive. Uh, From another part of her story, Mr. Bobolinsky pushes back, warning Mr. Gillier in a text that they need to manage Hunter because he thinks things are going to be his personal piggyback. The duo duo worry about his mental state, substance abuse, and his ability to make meetings. So Bobolinsky had concerns. They knew what Hunter Biden was, but they were also entering in this deal because of the Biden family name. And remember, as she stated, that Biden, Joe Biden was still president during his time. Hunter, this is from the article, Hunter and his own angry text makes clear that his contribution is his name. He rails at Mr. Bobulinski that the CEFc heads are coming to be my partner, to be partners with the Bidens. He reminds him that in the that this instance only one player holds the trump card, and that's me. As Bobulinski mentioned that in his. Uh, statement uh may not be fair but it's the reality because i'm the only one putting an entire family legacy on the line mr gillier privately tells mr bobolins to show flexibility since i know why the chairman the cfc chairman wants the deal and makes it in and what makes it enormous it's the family name so joe biden claims he never discussed his son's business um yet and this is from the article yet in may of 2017 expectations quote-unquote documents show hunter receiving 20 percent of the equity in the venture and holding another 10 percent for quote-unquote the big guy who was who mr bobolinski a is joe biden in one text hunter says that my chairman gave an empath- empathetic uh, emphatic no to a version of the deal. Mr. Walker, Hunter's partner, explains in a text to Mr. Bobolinsky that when Hunter said his chairman, he was talking about his dad. This is a paper play scheme. This is uh, influence peddling of the Biden name. And Joe Biden, if all, any of this is true, <clears throat> Joe Biden was aware. Now, the final paragraph in Stossel's Stossel's piece. It, it says it all. It's another reason why Joe Biden should not win this election. The former vice president is running on trust and good judgment. The hunter tale is at best the story of a wayward son and, and indulgent father. At worst, is, is it, it is an example of the entire Biden clan cashing in on its name with a U.S. rival. As Mr. Biden refuses to answer questions about this case, voters will have to make up their own minds. But given Hunter's exploits in China, Ukraine, Kazakhstan, and elsewhere, much more is yet to come in the next week and a half and potentially in a Biden presidency. Joe Biden for this should not be elected president of the United States. You know, there's stories coming out now. The Mail Online, I met Joe Biden for an hour to talk about his family business in China and have three phones to prove what he said, claims Hunter's former business partner just before presidential debate. That's the headline from the Mail Online. There, another headline from trending politics, breaking Chinese companies allegedly wired $5 million to Delaware LLC, who then sent $4.8 million to Hunter Biden. American thinkers got one headline Hunter Biden CEO in a China venture drops multiple bombshells. This is coming out. This is coming out. The media is trying to suppress it, but they are not going to be able to keep this down. They just are not. This is big and explosive. But our media in this country are useless, our mainstream media. I mean, you know, let me show you a couple of examples again. Here, <clears throat> you know, during last night's debate, uh, Trump, misca- he said something about the Black Lives Matters, how they called the, they called for police pigs in blankets. He said that in the debate and the media went crazy in trying to explain that didn't happen. But here is an article from CBS news, the headline pigs in a blanket chant at Minnesota fair rouse police. This was August 31st, 2015. And there are tons of stories like that that I can bring up where the Black Lives Matters movement were in fact violent, but the media, our hapless media want to slam this president so much that he can say something like that in a debate where Black Lives Matters, we're chanting pigs in blankets, blankets, pigs in blanket, burn them alive, kill them, and all that kind of stuff, all the violence. We've seen it across our TV screens, all the violence from the BLM movement and the protests. But this media, the media that we have, they just look the other way. They look the other way. In fact, Joy Reid, who (sighs) – You know, it's amazing that this woman has a TV show, but she does. She's on MSNBC. Uh, This is what she had to say about um, the BLM and what Trump brought bringing it up in the
2: debate. Pigs in a blanket line. There was an offshoot, separate group of people. Nobody knows who they are. I know a whole lot of people in Black Lives Matter, a whole lot of people who started it and who were leaders in it. Not a single person knows who those people were that started that chant they were never connected to the march there is absolutely zero none zero evidence that black lives matter has ever pushed for anything violent pushed for anything violent to happen to police black lives matter is about one thing stop killing black people just because you pulled them over for a park for a parking violation or a moving violation just stop killing black people they have never advocated violence against police for him to traffic that again tonight unbelievable
0: that's cognitive bias right now and she right there and she's in the media we have seen countless protests there's there's a tweet i'm looking at right now from ian mills chong or ian miles chong blm is demanding trader joe's give away all their stuff to black communities they're basically uh through a trader joe's we've seen clips in i believe it was seattle where black lives matters organizers have called for white people to give up their homes we've seen all of these clips and where they're protesting with Antifa and Black Lives Matters people are uh, wrecking police cars, burning buildings, burning down businesses. We've seen all of this. Yeah, they can sit there and give pa- uh, plausible deniability because they're not maybe putting it in a memo form. But we've seen this. For her to say that is just astounding that she's actually in the media. Just absolutely astounding. Our mainstream media in this country are so far too off the rails in support of Democrats that they just don't report anymore. They, I wish just for a day the media would report. This Tony Bobulinski thing is explosive, and it takes people like me and people like at the uh, um, you know, PJ Media, uh, Gateway Pundit, and you know, trending politics, all these alt sources that have to go find this stuff and put it out there so people can hear it and see it. It's there. All the information you want is there, but they're not reporting it. Trump was masterful in having Tony Linsky do that statement in front of the press right before the debate. Masterful. They have to to cover it, they've got to do something. Even if they do a side, even if they kind of do, uh, 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 uh you know, dismiss it as crazy, it brings it up. Listen to this. This is um, uh, <clears> oh, <throat> uh, with drawn a blank on his name, Jay Tapper. Um, I, I call him Karen Tapper now because you know. But listen to Karen Tapper and what uh, he's. This is right after. The debate because they're in a panic now because Trump did so well at the debate and he brought up this uh, Hunter gate stuff that they got, they're going to have to report on it. And so, what they're going to do is they're going to start dismissing people, they're going to start vilifying people, they're going to start making it seem like if you believe any of this, you're part of the QAnon, you're just a conspiracy nut. But I, I ask you, does Tony Bobolinsky seem like a conspiracy nut? Seems like an unwilling participant to me. Seems like somebody who got caught up in this and didn't really want to be caught up in this, but now he has no choice. Much more credible than the other business partner that is uh, flipped on Hunter Biden as well. But make no mistake, the media, they're pissed that they're going to have to report on this. And you can hear it in Jake Tapper's voice and what he says.
2: Hey, one other thing about the, um, the Gates McBridebark Mc, uh, nonsense that Trump spews that like this little code words that, you know, uh, make Hannity's pins uh, shine at specific moments when he utters them. The president, even though he, he leaned into it a little bit, but he didn't really go full bore, yeah. which I think was wise, or at least not stupid. Um, he, he is running the single most negative, sleazy campaign in American history for a major party candidate. Now, it used to be that People would be negative. That says something. Well, people, it used to be people would be negative, and you could always say, well, don't forget the campaign against the or or historians like Beschloss or whatever would come on and say, you know, in 1800, Jefferson had pamphleteers who accused John Adams of being a hermaphrodite or whatever. <laughs> the campaign that Trump and his allies in the media and his mem- members of his family and the Trump-allied uh, websites and such are leveling with charges so heinous, I'm not even going to say them. Just nonsense, crap, tied into QAnon, tied into PizzaGate, tied into the worst things you could say about a person with no evidence, just completely made up.
0: But Jake, there is evidence. I don't know why he's trying to tie this into PizzaGate. That makes no sense. But there is evidence. There's actually mounting evidence. And you can't ignore it. You can't belittle it like he's trying to do. He doesn't even want to mention it, he says. And then he has to give a dig at Hannity. I'm sorry, but this is a real story. And it's a big story. And it's a story that he should be reporting on. If he dug a little deeper, he'd probably find out more information. It could, it could actually change his mind if, if he was objective. I once had respect for Jake Tapper. No more. That's why I call him Karen Tapper, because he's, he's completely gone off the rails. And, it, you know, what kills me is these are reporters. This is what they're paid to do. It's what they're trained to do. But they, they just, they're just so biased. They hate this president so much. And look, I get it. He, he's a crass individual. When I, you know, first met my wife, she had an audio book in her car, The Art of the Deal by Donald Trump. And I remember looking at it, biting my lip going, don't say anything, don't say anything, because I didn't like the man. And, you know, my wife was very pretty, so I wasn't about to alienate her in any way. And, um, but I've come to have enormous respect for his love of this country, for his uh, political skill and for his desire to help people. He may be a crass individual, but he actually, I believe at this core, is a good person. He's, we, all, we are all sinners. We have all sinned. Uh, he, he has done things that are questionable. There's no doubt about that. But as president of the United States of America, he has taken steps that are in the better interest of our country. And the media and their cognitive bias will do anything and everything to get this man out of office, including putting a senile old corrupt man into office yep joe biden 's corrupt. There are three reasons why he should not be elected presidents. one is his cognitive decline one and the other is his policies his tax policies are horrible and third he 's corrupt his family 's corrupt. This man should not become president of the United States. One last thing um <clears throat> last night in the debate president trump mentioned how coyotes bring over the families that whole brouhaha of families in cages which you know uh there's there's more in the debate on that if you want to look at it i didn't really touch on it here but he brought up how coyotes bring over um people and there's a local state rep here in georgia um uh, Lithuania I believe she's uh, here in the Atlanta metropolitan area he says that a debate and this is what she tweets by the way she's a corporate attorney as well her name is Darshan Kendrick at Darshan Kendrick is her Twitter handle here's her tweet did at real Donald Trump just say 545 kids they can't find their parents for came over through quote, cartels and coyotes, end quote, question mark, exclamation point. How the hell does a coyote bring a whole human across the board? Lord, stop talking. Hashtag final debate. I mean, I, I'm going a, I'm to a give her the benefit of the doubt and say that she had to be kidding. I mean, she, she's a corporate attorney. She, she can't, she's not stupid, not brain-dead stupid. But, uh, you know, that is about is just ill-informed. And here's the thing about that tweet. Let's say, you know, a lot of people don't know what coyotes are, but Georgia's got a big human trafficking problem, by the way. We're not a border state with Mexico. But let's say she didn't know what coyotes were. Obviously, she didn't know that they, that's a term for the people that bring the families over, not actual coyotes. The memes that are popping up on Twitter, by the way, are hilarious. But let's, let's uh, give her the benefit of the doubt. She didn't really know that. But would you put something out like this without doing at least a minimum of research? A quick Google search while she's sitting there watching the president on, during the debate would have told her what it is. How, do, how the hell does a coyote bring a whole human across the border? Lord, stop talking. Another tweet that she has showing her ignorance as well. Uh, <clears throat> also during the debate, she tweeted, Minimum wage is left up to the states, question mark. How does that even work, question mark. Oh, my God. Darshan. Darshan. Uh. Okay. Each individual state can set their own minimum wage. That's why several states have a different minimum wage than other states. The federal government has a minimum wage, and I believe it's seven fifteen or seven twenty-five. All states have to start at that base, and then the states themselves can raise it if they want. They can't lower it, Darshan, but they can raise it. People, this is the left. Ill-informed. They have zero intellectual curiosity and are full of cognitive bias. Thanks for listening to this episode of the PBL Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. Please visit our website, thepblpodcast.com, or go to YouTube, click on our link in YouTube. Our YouTube channel is Politics and Brown Liquor, and subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Uh, This show is on there as well. If you're on Rumble, I'm also putting it on Rumble, uh, but please do check out our links. And that's one way, by the way, you can support the show. Another way is at my website, thepblpodcast.com. There's a link for Patreon, and click on that link and buy a membership from the show. Right now I'm putting videos up and all of them are public, but in the future, I'm going to put some exclusive content to Patreon for members only. You can have a membership as little as $1 on as much as $10,000 a month. That's right. $10,000 a month. So if you are a huge benefactor out there where you want to be for the show, go to patreon.com politics and Brown liquor, the PBL podcast. It's on my website. Click on that link and buy that $10,000 membership. I'll let you come on the show. Me love you a long time, whatever you want to do for $10,000. Now, I don't mean it that way. I don't want all you Hunter Biden types thinking some nefarious things. But anyway, but again, you can buy a membership from as little as a dollar, $5. I think I won $3, $25 to help support the show and keep our voices, and I do say ours, because we are fighting the big techs. The big techs want to shut down conservative voices and suppress information they can't eliminate it they just want to shut it down and you can help by supporting the show by either uh sup- subscribing to my youtube channel subscribe if you're listening, watching this on youtube subscribe 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 hit that button right below or going to my website thepblpodcast.com and paying for a patreon membership thanks for listening appreciate it let's go out there and vote in 11 days